Oh, you know what that sound means, everybody. It's time to start the Zach Dressler Show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Zach Dressler Show. I am Zach Dressler. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for subscribing. We would love it, for, love it more if you got more people to subscribe to the channel. Uh, please tell your friends. Smash it. Smash that subscribe button. You could also check out this audio version of this podcast or the show. It's weird. I keep on calling it a podcast, but it's really a show, but it's, it's a also show. a podcast. It's a podcast. It's a show. It's a podcast, too. But if you want to hear the audio version of this, if you don't want to see my ugly mug, I understand. You can check out iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, eh, whatever. There's probably some other things. We're on SoundCloud, I'm sure. Yeah, we have. Uh, and if you oh, yes. don't want to go searching through all the apps or whatever, you can just go to tzds.tv. Or tzds.gay. Either one will take you to the right place. We got both, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, both. So, I mean, we're, we're easily accessible. That's what we want. We yeah. want to be easily accessible. We want to be the person that you want to take the, uh, you know, your, we want to be the backup option for your prom date. Okay, if you, uh, you know, we, we'll go with you. I mean, I won't go with you. Indy won't go. But we'll find someone to go with you because I'm too old for that. I want to know more about the service you provide. Uh, yeah, me too. It was a service I just came up with, apparently. Uh, today's guest... That you quickly wanted to get out of. Yeah, I really, I was... I, I reversed immediately back yeah, out did. of this fucking thing. I was like, you know what? I don't want to go to a high school prom. Uh, too, I am too, too old! Involved. I yeah. am too old! <laughs> I am not Chris Delia. I am too old for that. Man. Um, but anyway... Yeah. The guest for today, a uh, good friend of mine. Um, I worked with him back in New York at Sirius XM and other radio uh, media places. Christopher or Chris Libertini. Uh, he is the host of Pop Culture Meltdown. You can check out that show, that podcast. Uh, I think it's on iTunes and Spotify as well. Great show. He is. It's a great show. I've been on it a couple times. He is also a v, uh, a voiceover artist. Uh, he voice, He's voiced over things for over 20 years now. Howard Stern movies, McDonald's commercials, TV ads, a lot of radio programs, a lot of radio shows, interstate, you know, commercials that you would hear if you're in New York. All right? And uh, you know, he's just he's how, just, how underrated are VO artists? Oh, oh they're like, extremely underrated. It's, it's insane the the quality of the voice and and the sound that comes out of these people these people's mouths. Yeah. It's insane. And you're yeah. going like how is this coming out of a human? Like yeah. it's it's insane. It's it, it always it always it always keeps me. I mean, because I wa always wanted to get in radio, you know, or TV. Growing up, I loved Howard Stern. I wanted to have a hey now, hey now, yeah. hey now. I always wanted to have a voice. And I remember when I went to college, I did. You know, I when I would do radio programs or TV show, I would sit up straight. I'd put on my <laughs> presenter voice, and I'd be like, "Hello, everybody. Welcome to the yeah. show. Thanks for joining us today. We got a fantastic lineup program for you today. We got X Y joining us. We got C joining us, and then I get off air and I'd be like, "Hey, what's going on?" <laughs> and this is the way I should have been the whole time. I think you know, everyone seems. Like what they see on TV, what they hear is a, 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 pre a presenter's voice. Someone's putting on a voice, but it's actually the person's voice. And it took them years to realize that. It's a process. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people don't realize that process. You have to be some sort of, you know, put on some sort of act. It's like, no, sometimes the, your own voice is the yeah. best voice that you can put out there. And certain right. people's voices are so unique, they don't need to change a thing. Yeah, well, it's like when you have a better understanding of your own voice, you have... It's a different. It, the goal is different, yeah. right? Like you know what you know, what you can do and what you can't do, and you know that that gives you, I, I would say, a lot of creative leeway. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. It, it does. It, it, it gives you creative peace of mind as well. I think because, like, once you, once you uh, stop trying to be something you're not and put in something you're not, the other, your other, you know, brainwaves connect and click. Yeah. And, and you really, you really do, you know, you're, you're really open up your creative mind, that I. Yeah. So. But Man, we uh, really got deep. With yeah, we really did. We really did. Well, yes, it's been it's been a minute. Uh, we did. There wasn't a show this past week. Uh, last week, I should say, after the birthday, the uh, whole world noticed. By the way, the whole <laughs> world noticed, and I'm thanking you all for sending me get well wishes. Or Where hey, what happened to Zach? Where did he go? I hope he's okay. Faded breath. I, I want to say thank you for not re- not doing that at all. Like, w- thanks <laughs> for not checking in and making sure that I was okay because I wasn't, guys. Um, I checked in. You did check in. You did. Check. You always check in because you're like, hey, are we doing something this week or what, dude? And <laughs> no, I'm like, it was genuine. I, I care know, about I, your health. I know. I know of course. I know. But uh, yeah, man, I, I feel like the past the past three the past month has been crazy because for a year and a half I have not been sick. I've been good. Been a good boy. Been a good boy. Wearing <laughs> masks, you know, making sure I'm distancing, and that's what happens. Hold on. Excuse me. Now. Did you hawk a loogie over there? What did you <laughs> Sorry do? about that. That was just, I had something in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I make these gross noises sometimes. You guys can hear them. I hope you don't. But some fuck. grandiose point. Hold on. <laughs> that was for my girlfriend. She hates when I do that. Anyway, oh, mine too. It's insane. I'm like, this is how I live. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm I'm just a human trying to breathe, who smokes a lot of weed, and that's what it sounds like. <laughs> the weed causes the mucus, and I'm willing to live with the mucus. I am also weed. Jewish, so I have a natural phlegm built in t- inside uh, of me. That'd be interesting. I'm not Jewish, and I got a lot of phlegm from smoking weed. You're, yeah, so you're, you're Jewish by association. Then you're Jewish by ah. association. So I get, I, I'm a card carrier. There you are. There you go. <laughs> but um, hadn't been sick for the whole fucking year and a half. Got the fucking vaccine. Second dose knocked me out. Then last week, my birthday. Big birthday. That was going to be good. And it was good. Don't get me wrong. Motherfucker. Me and Carrie mm. get E. coli. E. coli. Jesus. Eating. I don't know what. I mean, we've had salad. We have chicken. We've had burgers. We've had... Sushi, we've had Thai. It's hard to pinpoint because E. coli, you can get apparently three to ten days before you get sick. Uh, but, man, what... COVID I, cousin. What cousin a... COVID. Yes, what a <laughs> bitch. What a absolute... I mean, mm. I was... Made me nauseous, made me a diarrhea. Were you near any bird feeders? Were you handling any bird feeders? I was not handling any bird feeders. I'm aware of. No, it was funny. I told I told Tori. I told my girlfriend that you had E. coli, and and, and she the first thing she said was, "Has he been handling any bird feeders?" And bird like, feeders, huh? What kind of a response to that is? Zach got E. coli. Zach's got E. coli. Well, motherfucker's been around bird feeders. <laughs> what? I love you, Tori, but I don't know where that came what? from. It's probably in a news report somewhere that, you know, you get E. coli from... Uh, I guess. Uh, yeah. I don't think I was around... I mean, I was around puppies. Hmm. I had a couple puppies I was fostering. They're all now adopted. You guys missed out. Um, but, yeah, never heard about bird feeder. That's interesting. Interesting. But, yeah, man. Be careful about those bird feeders, Joe. Be careful about yeah. E. coli. 
Uh, let's yeah, let's just put it that way. I don't way. want to diminish your I, it's issue been a, here. It's been a week, and I'm still fucked up. I'm exhausted. Oh. It is. It, it has. It makes me lethargic. The medication that I'm on has made me tired. Mm. But for four days there, before I went to urgent care, because like, okay, now it's the fourth day. I should probably do something here. Yeah. It felt like I had a tiny, tiny gremlin just stabbing the inside of my abdomen, up and down, just like. Arr! And just it, it was just credible cramps and pains. Oh. I didn't want to eat anything. It was the best. It was the best worst diet I've ever been on. I lost <laughs> I lost six pounds, which I probably gained back today from just eating just sugary shit. Because the doctor's like, listen, uh, you have E. coli, so what I recommend is not eating like healthy fibrous foods. And I was like, so you want me to eat shitty foods? He goes, yeah, the shittier the better. You want me to continue what I've been doing, doctor? Yeah. Oh, so you want me to continue eating? Gre- He's like, well, I wouldn't eat greasy, but just high starch. And I'm like, I can do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Watch me starch it up. Fries. Yeah. <laughs> I starched the fuck up for three days. <laughs> but I, I just, I would say I just had a lot of soup. A lot of, um, um, mm. a lot of uh, matzo ball soup from Cantor's Deli. Shout out to Cantor's Deli. Free ad for uh, you guys. I say never had it. Really? Yeah. Even when we worked at uh, uh, BuzzFeed? No. Uh, t- to be honest, it's the look. Don't like the look. Don't like the look of what? Sandwiches or soups? The, the soup. No, I love soups. Don't like the look of the soup. It's a big ball with a soup in it. With It's a big ball sitting in a cup of soup. I'm, huh. I was always like, I don't want to... Eh. Okay. It's hey. like a dumpling, bro. God bless. It's like a dumpling. That's the name of this episode, by the way, with uh, with uh, Chris Libertini. Yeah. God, God bless. God bless. Yeah. God bless with Chris Libertini. Because <laughs> in Italian, when you're from Jersey, God bless. Yeah, God bless. Go hey, bless hey, you. Uh, hey, he gave me the name of the episode. God bless. God bless. God bless. Um, uh, I don't know yeah, why I brought that up. It's, but yes. like a, it's like a dumpling, though. It's like a dumpling ah. without a meat filling. It's basically what it is. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't look like a soup to me. It looks like a meatball, a white meatball in some water. I won't lie to you. I've only become, it's only probably been in my early to late adulthood that I have actually become a fan of matzo ball soup. I love mm. the broth. I love chicken noodle soup. Don't get mm. me wrong. That's really good. Comparable broth? It's the same thing. Same broth. Oh, same broth. Same broth. It's just you had a big fucking you know, doughy I think, meatball. I think uh, uh, appearance really keeps humans, or keeps oh, us absolutely. back. Oh, Because I probably would like this soup. There's I a, love soup. There's, a, there's tons of foods I do not like because of appearance. And I'll tell you this now. Beans. Refried or black. Ah. Do not like beans. Don't like beans. Yeah. Doesn't matter what kind of bean it is. Garbanzo, white beans, ah. cannellini beans, what, what whatever. What about uh, uh, edamame? You like edamame? No. Really? No. Have you tried edamame? No. Don't like it. Looks weird. Oh, you'd love it. Looks weird. <laughs> looks weird. <laughs> looks weird. Don't like it. So edamame looks weirder You're, than, than a matzo ball soup. Matzo yeah, ball brother. Soup? Yeah. It looks like a Korean pear sitting in a bat. That looks... Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, this is wh- this is where we differ. This is where the the law lo- the line gets drawn on the Zach Dressler show. Here, we have so. drawn lines. I gotta say, I think matzo ball soup is overrated. I gotta try it first, though. Yeah, <laughs> you can't. That's that's like me saying edamame is overrated. I haven't tried it yet. I'm just I'm not saying it's overrated. I just don't like edamame. You went the step uh, farther and said well, it's overrated. Also, we're in the same boat here. You've never tried edamame. I've never tried matzo ball soup. Right, but we I'm not making. Next I'm not making. Here. I'm not. Oh, if you want me, but, uh, no, you, no. I'll try the matzo ball soup. Well, I guess I don't have a disgusted reaction to it. 
I don't have a disgusted reaction to it. It's not like tuna fish. Tuna fish to me, that's the reaction I get with tuna fish. Ah, really? Yeah, I guess it's the the mayo. Yeah, I, it just—it's a smell. It's or is the, it tuna fish like in like a like a sandwich? Yeah, like, like it's the, the whole the meat itself. It's the sandwich, the whole combination of the mayo and the tuna fish in mm. the can. And like you could eat the uh, smell a, a roll. A what? A roll. What do you mean? Like a sushi roll? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yellowtail and spicy tuna. Yeah, and all, yeah, yeah. Not a yeah. problem. Not a problem. Can definitely but do when that. It's, when it's combined with the pickle and uh, the, it's just the something to me. It's just, and I think it's also. And before we uh, we should end this before we get to, before we get to Chris. But for me, it's a childhood trauma, and I know this sounds crazy. There was when I was growing up in Brooklyn. And I think I've mentioned this to you before. Maybe I haven't. There was a kindergarten, first and second grade. You obviously sit, you know, usually with like you know kids of your elk of your last yeah. name. There was a kid in my. That was sitting next to me, all first and kindergarten, first, second grade. Who I don't know what it was, but his breath <laughs> smelt. Is this public school? Yes. <laughs> like tuna fish. <laughs> 24 fucking seven. I don't, I'm not going to put the kid's name on blast. First name. I, I no. No. Because I don't remember. But. <laughs> Long time like ago. I, like how you use that as an option, like it was something that you could throw out. Yeah, I could. I could yeah, even throw you it could out. Yeah, throw that out. Um, but it smelled so bad, dude. Oh. I remember sitting next to him, and he was such a nice guy. We were they friends. They always are. But I couldn't. It was just like, and it was just, it was that thing where it's like, you know, you were living that moment in your mind where it's just like, you're talking to him. You're like, uh huh, yeah, yeah. And then lunchtime, oh, we're all yeah. having lunch, and he just takes out the cellophane baggie with the tuna fish sandwich and looks <sighs> and goes, and you're like. Oh. I'm like, oh, I just want my peanut butter and jelly. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you know, I'm sure kids thought the same with me because my parents used to make me a lot of um, cured meat uh, sandwiches, like cured salami, meat. pastrami, corned oh. beef. Jeez, you were like a 45 year old kid. I was a 45 year old <laughs> kid stuck. In- yeah, I mean, you guys are corned beef, fish, and roast. You guys got to realize, like, happy, you know, growing up, my mom would take care of me, but also my grandmother, and my grandfather. So they were huge. It's like you're sitting on one of those beams in the in the photo. The old. It's photo. exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> Man, this is a great episode. I'm having fun. I mean, the, fun. the you, listen. Also, the, you can you can only get some of the best cold cuts in in, in Brooklyn mm. and Manhattan. You know, mm-hmm. especially pastrami. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I had I I, I remember. I remember growing up, you know, going long, long, long walks, you know, with my grandfather on the subway. You know, we get to the Brooklyn Bridge, we cross over the Brooklyn Bridge, and we go to mm. Katz's Deli or Williamsburg Bridge. We go to Katz's Deli, mm. and Katz's Deli is one of the oldest delis in Manhattan. Some of the best, best, you know, just deli sandwiches in the world: pastrami, corned beef. I mean, it was just hot, fresh. They would slice it like thick, mm. this thick. I mean, stacked high. Eighteen dollars. I mean, now it's eighteen dollars sandwich. Back then it was probably like seventy. But you would could eat half yeah. and then save the other half from, and it just I just loved it. I mean, yeah, sure. I was only six, seven, eight years old, but mm. going on forty-five. Now I'm forty. <laughs> now I'm forty, going on one hundred and eighty. So I never. I'll never. I, here's one thing I'll never like in, in um, Jewish Ashkenazi culture: mm. gefilte fish. Gefilte fish. Huh? Yeah, the name sounds gross, and the yeah. fucking food looks gross. So that's my grandfather yeah. loved it. My grandfather loved all that weird, weird, gross shit. Felt the fish, beets, 
Mm. Um, I don't know. You, you got to thank Chris Tucker in uh, Rush, the credits of Rush yeah. Hour for, for making Gavilta Fish Gefilte actually fish. like uh, in the lexicon of, of non-Jewish folks. It's true. Because I know about Gavilta Fish only because of Chris Tucker. God bless you, Chris Tucker. <laughs> We God bless Rush Hour one and two. Can we get three was show, three was okay. I would love to get Chris Tucker on the show. <laughs> I would. I could talk to Chris Tucker for fucking hours. Hell yeah! About Friday, fucking uh, uh, Rush Hour. Yeah. I mean, his comedy career. What happened between Rush Hour two and Rush Hour three? Oh my God! That the the weightlifting. Yeah. Jeez, he was a beast in Rush Hour Boom. three. Huge. Yeah. He was an NFL fucking player in the shack. Yeah. Yeah. Enormous. I, rush Hour 3, I, I don't include it in the Rush Hours. You don't like it. It's a great Rush Hour. Do you think Rush Hour 3? Yeah, the, Fran the France one, where they go to France. It's not terrible. I don't know. No, I, I like the cab driver who, who hates the Americans at uh. first. <laughs> Who you know? Who, yeah, who yeah. then becomes a spy? Yeah, yeah. And wears the I've always wanted to be an American spy. I'll drink this stuff all day if I have to. Like pointing at the. Starbucks what do I have cup. to do? <laughs> it's great. All right, it's all right. I'm back show. on the. I'm back on the wagon for. And uh, and the guy who looks like Biden is the villain. It's great. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Rush Hour is a great film. Yeah. Great film. Number three, I agree, isn't it doesn't hold as hard, but I'm glad it exists. It does. It, yeah. I mean, every listen, every I feel like every one of those. If you make it one or two of any movie, you'd have to have a three at some point. I'm mm -hmm. still disappointed that they never did Ghostbusters three. You mm -hmm. know they're gonna do they're gonna they have the the reboot with um you know uh, Kristen Wiig and and um and the rest of them. They have the newer one that's coming out like this this mm -hmm. you know this uh, twenty thirty years later uh, Ghostbusters revival, which seems pretty yeah. interesting. But you know you always gotta do three. What about three. what about the th the third Toy Story? I I I think the third Toy Story is the worst third. I never saw it. No, exactly, proving my point. Um, Did you see number four? No. The newest one? No. Good one. Pretty good one. Is four the one that made you cry? They all make you cry. They all make you cry. Every Disney. Well, I think that, I think that that was the problem. I, I just saw I, Raya and the Last Dragon. See, I, 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 see, I, I watched that. I watched one and two. I cried my eyes out, and I'm like, I'm a fucking, you know, I'm a goddamn middle-aged man. I can't be crying at Disney movies. You yeah. know, if you want to see a, if you wanted to see something spectacular when Coco came out, I didn't see oh. it in theaters, but I watched it on the fucking plane. Oh. You want to see a fucking 30-something-year-old man ball his eyes out? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Buckets. Yeah. You do not want to be forgotten. People when, thought, like, yeah. I was going to, you know, to a funeral from L.A. Yeah. Because I was that, that, I was so... Immersed and just it just invested in crying hysterically. Yeah. And also it, under 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 a uh, deserved film that film did terribly in the box office. Who? Coco. Did it really? Yes. It only did well in uh, the Southwest. And when it in, came out, and when it came out on in and, the Southwest and, of uh, the Ameri yeah on, on the and DVD, it came out in Mexico too. But yeah. it was like a it was like a you know Latinx film, right? I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was one of the best films that they've done in a long time. Oh yeah, one of my favorite Pixar um, films for sure. The what, what was the one that just came out recently with uh, Chris Pratt? Um, they're like uh, elves. Oh God, what's the name of it? Oh, uh, is it like a like a punk rock? Yeah, thing? Yeah. I, yeah. It's good. It's good. It's really good. Oh, you gotta I watch like, it. You gotta watch it. I didn't like uh, uh, Pixar going that route. No, I, didn't I loved watch, it. I didn't watch it, but I saw the previews and I'm like, this no, is Pixar trying to be DreamWorks. And you don't want that. That's no, like Chris Apple Pratt, trying to be Chris Android. Pratt did, Chris Pratt did a great job. Really? Yeah. It's, okay. a, great, it was, it's a good movie. It's a, it's okay, a, it's a cheer it it's a cheerjerker. 
Mm. Um, but anyway, we're a roller coaster. Uh, yeah, okay. we're, we're going all over the place. Let's <laughs> let's get let's get back on the track here. Let's get uh, let's get uh, Chris Libertini up here. We're gonna have a great conversation with him. Uh, enjoy. Sweet. I'm gonna just start this jam up. All right, my man. Do it. Okay. All right. Well, uh, as teased earlier in the show, here is my good friend, the wonderful, the talented Mr. Christopher Chris Libertini. What's up, Thank dude? Thank you very much. Great to see you, my friend. How are you? Good, man. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I haven't seen you. I haven't seen you in the in the face, face to face. Yes. I feel like in three years now, 2018 was the last time I saw you when I came up to do uh, your show with Lou. Yes, sir. Pop Culture Meltdown. Yes, sir. So how you been, man? How, uh, how, I mean, I feel like this, I feel like it's a loaded question considering the year we've had, but how are you? Yeah. I mean, there's been a national pandemic. Has uh, there? Think- <laughs> I had no uh, idea. Things have been pretty good, man. I mean, um, you know, I, the most craziest year I've ever lived in my whole entire life. Um, I've literally been working from where you're seeing right now. Like, here's my voiceover booth, (laughs) which is right here in the middle of my fucking kitchen. Oh, can we curse? Yes. Yeah, you can fucking curse all you want. All right, good. So, uh, in the middle of my kitchen and, uh, you know, creative director for WABC radio right now. And, um, you know, just kind of living life and I still do voiceover stuff on the side. So it's like, I'm still doing uh, auditions here and uh, right here in my very own kitchen. So it's very exciting. But you're also doing a lot of stuff, like voiceover stuff for WBC, correct? Even though you're the creative director? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I was going to say, I do all the commercials for them and I do all their creative, anything that's on you know, the radio, anything that goes through my office, which is pretty much every piece of sound that is not live. Great. And that's I mean, that, that's where I want to start with you. It's like, I feel like since I've known you, you've been this kind of like me, this multifaceted person that's a producer, an editor, you know, voiceover talent, talent. How did you, I don't, I mean, I met you at Sirius XM Radio, but I didn't know anything prior to that. How did you get started in radio, radio production, you know, voiceover production? So essentially, uh, I'm one of those stories that, you know, 12 years old, fell asleep with the radio under the pillow. And, uh, that is pretty much me. And, um, you know, that, that's, I, 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 I was listening to a guy named Steve Summers. That is my dog. <laughs> I was like, did you have a kid during the pandemic? That's not like a baby. <laughs> that is, that is my dog. I'll show you real quick. Oh, she's in the other room. Uh, anyway, she's like, I don't want to be on TV. A 14 year old Skipper key. She's very mouthy. She's a mouthy broad. Um, <laughs> but, uh, she's the greatest, but it's like, you know, she, oh, you yeah. know, they, no, no moment is safe unless yap, she's living. They'll yap unless they're but, paying um, attention to him. So I, I'd listen to Steve Summers on uh, Sports Radio 66 WFAN, and I'd listen with the radio under my pillow, literally. Um, and now it's like I'm like a radio file. I have like, I don't know, 15 to 16 old-time radios. Yeah. And that radio that I fell asleep with under my pillow, I have four of. It's a Panasonic, like, 1987 model, like, you know, rotary dial yeah, on the yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But – that's what I fell in love with back in the day. And I would listen to Steve Summers and he's this old Jewish guy. And he'd be like, yep. schmoozing under the covers, a little 66, <laughs> you know, and he'd have this little way of just talking. And he'd be like, and the Rangers and uh, doing the thing. And, the, and then this happened. And they'd play like a, a Messier, Messier swoops in and he scores. And like, he's like, the Ranger fans are living it up. And I'm like, who is this guy? And I'm like, millions of people are listening to this guy. Why? I'm like, his phone wife probably doesn't even want to listen to him. <laughs> and that was the bug. And that was it. And I was like, oh, I want to be on air. And then I did on air in college. And I was like, hey, I can do it. What's, you know, I like, 
everybody everybody puts on everybody puts on that voice when they first start because, because you they, you're they're, told they're, you're told to project and yeah. your image of projection is putting on a character let me do this hi everyone welcome to the zach dressler radio program i'm zach dressler thanks for joining the show i enjoy you know like it's 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 and then you go through i feel like you go through college and everyone's like you're great you're fantastic and then you get to the real world and everyone's yeah. like what the fuck are you doing just be yeah. you and it's because it, it's like i was explaining this to one of the guys that i work with the other day he was kind of wondering about how he talks because he'd be like you know man uh oh he froze oh no oh man he's gone no he's just frozen right here Chris, come back. Technical difficulties, everyone. I apologize. Uh, give us a second while we fix everything. It's probably on his end. It's that New York. It's that New York internet. It's not that LA internet. No. Does he? Does he have Elon's Starlink? Let me. Let me. Let issue? me message him real quick. Not enough uh, satellites out in orbit. Uh, you there? Yeah, you froze. You froze. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. My, like says, it says my internet connection is unstable. I don't know why. Man, what is with you and unstable things? Women, internet connections? Seriously. You ain't kidding. <laughs> I was going to ask the same question. Am I born under a bad sign? <laughs> Fuck. Sorry, man. No, no, it's all good. So you were saying, let's continue. You said you were, you, were, you, were, you were helping a friend or helping a coworker out with talking about his range and how he should sound. You yeah, said you said, uh, I was talking with him and, and, you know, we started the conversation. He's like, man, I'm hungry. I'm about to go get some lunch. And he was like really down here. And I handed him a piece of copy and his like sphincter tightened. And he was like, hello, welcome to the, and I was like, bro, just, just chill. Like be the best you that you could be. Yeah. And he kind of like, oh, okay. Cause I played him like Howard Stern 30 years ago. I was like, Hey, well, WNBC, WNBC. And he had it like a whole thing. And now he's like, Hey, Howard Stern uh, over here. And you know, I got the whack back. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like the, the, the difference between that. He found who he was and kind of just kind of ran with it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's funny because I'm similar, you know, I fell in love with radio, but I fell in love with Stern. I fell in love mm -hmm. with Stern, you know, you know, waking up in the morning, my father taking me to school, my mom taking me, you know, it was just something that we listened to. And, you know, when I was younger, my parents, I remember be like, this guy, I remember like eight, nine years old, like this, I like, he's funny. Who is this guy? My parents would be like, he's a very funny man, but he's a bad boy. He's been punished in his room. And I'm like, well, how come he gets to talk to all of his friends if he's been punished in his room? This sounds like a great deal that he has. And and my parents, I forget like, the exact explanation, but it was something I fell in love with, his bits, the way he did his voices, his character. But I still didn't register to me that being natural was, especially when you're doing voiceover work, is the best way. People, you know, unless people are asking for a certain character or a certain uh, 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 infliction in your voice. You know, I think my first realization with, you know, being natural and understanding it was that serious with um, the voiceover guy that did all the NFL promos, The Rock. The Rock. The Rock. The guy that talks like this. Yeah, and I thought he, yeah. I thought that was a voice he put on. I thought there was, a, I thought it was a whole like, you know, a big hoopla that he did. Not, you know, kind of, I'm not going to throw his name out there, but Shine, you know, the way Adam Shine. And, you know, I was like, this guy can't talk like that either. So well. But, yeah. you know, I remember sitting in, uh, in the booth with Pete. You know, giving Pete liners, right? And and the, he was reading his line. I'm like, wow, he's so good. Like, he just hits it every single time. Like, how does he replicate that voice? And then he's like, hey, uh, Pete, I got to go. Uh, my sciatica is killing me. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, wait, that's his actual voice. Right. Right. Like that is who he talks like. Like yep. if he was to do voiceover porn, he'd be like, and now starring 
banging in the kitty buttons in New Jersey. Like that's just who he is. He doesn't. Seriously. He might just project more, right. but he doesn't change the intention or the infliction of his voice or the pitch of no. his voice at all. And it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it, it's amazing. You, to your point, he'd be like, you know, like uh, his name is Rock Borderline or Rock Borderline, I should say. And um, he'd go like Adam Shine, and then he'd order like I'd like chicken McNuggets with you know special <laughs> sauce on the side, and that's like his voice. Yeah. And it's like, oh, sir, are you playing with me? No, I'll see you in five minutes. It's like, okay, you wackadoo, God bless you. <laughs> exactly. But that's that's his voice. Like it's, it's no, freaking believable. It's it's unbelievable. It's so true because he'll just he'd be like, hey, honey, uh, pass me a Budweiser, and it's right. like, why does it sound like everything he's saying is a fucking promo? Yep. And that's the best part about these guys that like have that those pipes. They're just born with it. They they're they're down there and they have that they have that voice. Yeah, and that dude is making like a cool like five hundred grand a year from just one media outlet to record these liners sitting on a house in a robe in a you know, just in, in a in a in a room just recording excuse me, Jesus, recording these video liners, you know, recording these audio liners, sorry, having Diet Coke and it's fucking gassy and I'm on- That'll happen, all these especially fucking, the caffeine-free version. Dude. Oh, well, fuck you every time. And I'm on the, like all these the antibiotics, I'm on these antibiotics, bro. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you. I love you, brother. I miss you, man. <laughs> oh, man. So- all right, so let's go back to like you know. So you went to college, and then yes. you know we're you know doing you I know, went radio to shows. Year, yeah, I went to like a two-year uh, specialty school in Boston, Massachusetts. A very reputable school. It's changed names, I think, five times since I've graduated, um, <laughs> and now it's called the uh, Art Institute of Boston. So God bless. Hey, listen, I say that to people like, oh yes, sure, no fucking clue. Yeah, um, it sounds but, nice. Uh, it sounds right, nice, and that's all that matters. But the greatest thing was, it's like I had an opportunity to like go play like division three, four baseball in like Pennsylvania at some bum fuck place. Nice place, you know, Keystone College. Great. But it was like stuck in like 1973. And I was like, Neh. and then they were like, or you can spend 10 grand a semester at this place where you like teach yourself how to do stuff and you learn from like old radio guys. And I'm like, let's do that. Yeah. And um I learned from some great dudes. I had like <laughs> all the guys were a little like, you know, left a little left of center, so to speak. Um, uh, but great people to learn from great knowledge. And I kind of just like taught myself stuff. And like, that's kind of like all my career, but I was shepherded um, by a bunch of different guys. Joey DeFazio at Sirius XM. He does production. He used yeah. to work with Imus for about 20 years. Um, he kind of taught me organization because I was not really, how you say organized. Yeah. And then uh, I ended up working for Howard Stern for about eight years, uh, six years, I should say, apologies, two years PTSD, and then the six years. <laughs> but uh, uh, being funny, obviously. But, uh, you know, I worked with a guy named John Kerber. He was my boss, and he's like the pro's pro of what I do. Um, and I kind of really, that where, that's where it like clicked. I'm like, holy shit, like this, yeah, okay, okay. And I've been doing this for 20 years. So right. it's like, it's not like I stumbled into this. Um, but I just love it. I just love being creative. And, you know, like to, to your point about being the best you that you could be, um, you know, you could read something and you could be like, you know, Jay-Z is the winter, it's the cold winter. And you could read it in a multitude of different thought processes and different emotions. It's like, what does Mickey Mouse sound like doing? It's the winter, it's the cold, you know what I mean? Like I don't do a Mickey Mouse, but I'm just, I'm just saying, it's like, what does Mickey Mouse sound like when he has cancer? Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like you got to be the best Mickey Mouse or the best Crystal Bertini or the best Zach Dressler you can be. Right, exactly. 
How many, like how many in your, like in the height, how many liners you do in a day? Like how much you, how much, how much like, you know, copy are you reading per day? Because that's, it's a, I imagine it's a lot. You ever seen the movie Roots? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's being funny, but uh, it's, 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 it's a lot, you know, and, and, you know, um, to your point, there's a multitude of different things that, that I have to do on a daily basis. And, you know, um, we just got bought by uh, this great guy, John Katzmatidis. He bought us and like, thank God, because like our radio station would be no more. But essentially, I work for like a startup now, whereas like you'd have Intercom Radio or Odyssey or whatever they call themselves this week. And you'd have like a structure of things like here. It's like I'm like Maverick, you know, switching to guns because I'm so close kind of a thing. Wow. And it's like it's great, though, because I love what I do. And it's like I do the imaging and the production. So on a daily basis, I'll do. You know, I'll have Rudy Giuliani walk in and record a <laughs> Tunnel to Towers commercial, which is like the charity for 9-11. Mm-hmm. Like they like if, a, if, a, if an officer gets murdered in the line of duty, they they go to their house and they pay for their mortgage. And it's like a really touching thing. And then I'll have to switch gears to something else where we're interviewing Donald Trump tomorrow. So I'll have to put together a Donald Trump. And I am not a um, I'm not a um, Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm just like not a politics person. I think yeah, both yeah. sides are batshit crazy. However, I appreciate the art of what I do. And I appreciate the, you know, I, I joke around and I say that I, I designed the uniforms for the SS, you know, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same point, I love what I do. And it doesn't matter if it's Howard Stern or WABC radio, which is like extreme points on different things. I like to make it sound good. I like to make, no matter what we're, throwing out we're saying that hot dogs are the greatest thing in the whole entire world and you shouldn't wear a mask because you're a nazi or whatever it is yeah, yeah. i'm gonna make that sound amazing it's like it. one of those things that i that you I take love. pride in it you take pride in it no matter what what what, what side of the you know the aisle you land on or however you want to exactly. say it exactly. you know this is I this care. is your work because in the end your your voice is who you are and that's your job and that's your tool that's your instrument you know, mm-hmm. and you want it to sound as good as it can be for no matter what you're doing. You know, comedy, not comedy, left, right, politics, center of the lane, whatever it may be. Uh, yeah. Sports even, you know, included that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's from, you know, I, I radio for me is something I loved growing up. And, you know, I was like you, I really wanted to be on air and I still love being on air. But I think what, you know, when I, when I got to that that part of being in sports, I was like, you know what? I love sports, but I'm not so in love with it where it, it, I, it encapsulates me 24-7. And I felt like that was yeah, a lot of a my lot. beginning it's of my career yes. was yes. was just like I had to be in sports. I had to, oh. you know – because I, you know, you're just like me. You played so- you played a sport in college. I played soccer in college. So I think oh, yeah. for us with sports, we enjoy the game of it. We enjoy the pat the being there. I'm not yeah. into like, oh, you know, do you know Michael Jordan only scored thirty six point nine six points? You know, like points per. I don't give a fuck about that shit. You know, right. and I feel that in the sport in the sports, you know, journalism world or sports broadcast world is where a lot of people thrive because it's all about hey, I need to be this human computer or human knowledgeable person on air. You know, and it oh, becomes yeah. almost obnoxious to work with someone. And that's where I fell in love with more of the creative production, the creative process of creating bits around sports or general entertainment, politics, however you may see it. Totally. What I what I'm concerned, and you tell me this because you've been you've been you've been doing this for twenty years. Do you see I mean, yes, there's the invention of podcasting and mm-hmm. podcast. Do you see radio as sort of it's slowly fading? I'm not gonna say dying because I don't think it'll ever die. 
I think there's always a need. Like I was born in Altacaca, so I'm like 75 years old, Jewish man from sure. fucking Queens. <laughs> I'm going to move to Florida and I listen to AM radio. I don't know why I, I grew up. My grandma in North Bergen used to listen to 10, 10 wins. You know, we'll give you 10 minutes. We'll give you the, the world. world. You know, that yep. shit. And like that fucking stuck with me. Exactly. And I have two of her radios over here, not her radios, but the same type of radio she had on her desk, you know, um, and I hear that and it like brings me back to that day, that minute, that hour, that whatever. But to answer your point, I think there's always going to be a need for that. Like I turn on WCBS 880 and I hear the traffic mm-hmm. and I hear the news and I hear the weather and I hear uh, what the Mets did last night. And, you know, Albert Almora ran into the wall, he dropped the ball, God bless. But, he, you know, he called the ball at first. Let's be honest. But um, so, you know, it's like it's like it's like such a great medium and it's free. And True. they're never going to take that away. And I think while that shit may go away, if you're good and if you put on a good product, people are going to be there for it. Yeah. If you have shitty pizza, ain't nobody coming to your pizza place. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this sauce makes me get the runs. Nobody's coming back. Right, right, right. No, exactly. It's it's just interesting for me because, like I said, like we said, I remember in the '90s, early 2000s. You know, even even now, I listening to the radio is such a. I love it. You know, I used to listen to it all the way to school. You know, going to and from work, and you listen. You know, you know your AM FM dial. You know, when you're on AM, you know you turn into like 1010 wids. You know, you're getting news on the one, weather on the two, sports on the three, traffic on the four. You know, and then you switch over to FM, and it's you know. Music for the most part, and pop, you know, and 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 shows. I I since the age of technology, I feel like I've been leaning more towards these like Pandora, Spotify type of things, where mm-hmm. I'm hearing less DJs, or even you know, even with SiriusXM, I'm hearing less MCs and DJs and more music. And yep. I've I don't I, I I'm not gonna say I like it because I don't. I think I've just become more accustomed to it. So well, now people, when I hear people talk, I'm like, I don't want to hear this. I'm just want to hear music. It's people get accustomed to less. And it's like, why give them all this when I can give them this and they'll be fucking happy with it. And that's where I think a lot happens now where they're trying to do exactly what you said. They're trying to make like Zach's station. So it's got like fish or it's got like, you know, whatever. I'm not being funny, but whatever. I don't like fish. I don't want this. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Go on. But like whatever music you listen to. And and that's fine. But it's like, I'd much rather, pardon me. But now I got what you got. Um, The burps. I'd much, yeah, it's coming out. I'd much rather, um, hear somebody try and connect and like have that, you know, like I, I listened to like 92.3 K rock was huge when you and I were yeah. growing up. Right? Yeah. And now 92.3 is like, uh, I forget what it's being called this week, but my point is, is that it's I heard <laughs> this was the break. This was the break. Okay. They go, 92.3, it's JoJo. Uh, uh, so I uh, put my air conditioning in today. There's like three weeks to Memorial day weekend. That was the whole fucking break. And like the song hit and it's like a national show and it's like, eh, yeah, what are we doing here? Again, used to less where if you had like a local guy, you'd be like, you know, Zach in the afternoon and I got my mom on the phone, honey, wash your face. Uh, Shut up, ma. You you know what I mean? It's like you'd have that thing, you know, and there's no thing now. It's just, there's no thing. And I think that's, I think it's all across the board. It's there's less is less and less. Like, I mean, I, you know, put no money in. TV shows, content in general. I mean, TikTok thrives because it's, it hits a 15-second sweet spot and people move on. It's yep. like, whatever. You can't give me one minute of your time to watch a whole... Nope. Yep. Nope, I don't have time for one minute. Yep. And it's like, does everyone have ADD? 
Did, did everyone diagnose himself with ADHD? It's 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 crazy to me, man. It's it's but but the great people come out like like yeah. you get like a Rami, like the the dude that has the thing on Hulu. Right? Yeah. Yep. So he's from the town next to me. He's from Lynnhurst, New Jersey. Yeah. And he worked the clubs and got a thing and guys a fucking what is it third season or second yeah. season for Christ's sake? Really and he's show. he's explaining how he's a Muslim, but like he's a progressive Muslim and like you know. It's an amazing thing because you get to have that unique content. Nobody's told that story before. Nobody's had that like, yeah. And look at yourself. I mean, you guys put out really funny things like you uh, flip. I, I can't think of exactly the the hilarious thing, but you put together something the other day, last week, a TikTok or whatever it was. You do these clever things uh, all the time. <laughs> Thanks, bro. You really do. You're very Is clever. Is it the one where I was dressed as uh, Johnny uh, uh, from the Karate Kid cr- crushing matzah? Steve, you know what's hilarious? I like that one. But like you've done like other shit that's like way <laughs> like you, you had like a Jewish one where like um for Passover or something. Oh, was it with um, the the Quentin Tarantino filter? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and it's 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 good because I can make it and be done with it. You know, I feel like I remember like when I used to do like Man on the Street stuff for uh, for Bruce, Mike, and Murray. You know, okay. they want me to do once a week thing. I would I would stress the fuck out. Like I'd be like, I gotta get my, all my. Di-. I'm like, I gotta go interview people. I gotta go do Man on the Street, and then I gotta edit it. And it was a once a week piece. And now it's now it's if I don't do one thing per day, it's like I I blow you know like one fifteen second video. Regardless yeah. if it goes viral or not, I get mad at myself, you know, and like it's it's the you know just the the amount of tools that we have at our fingertips is incredible just to do a lot of the stuff that we can oh, do yeah. today. And, and I look at it as I do on my worst day um, better than somebody does on their best day. That's like my That's thought process of that. I love and that. it's like no matter who does my job, God bless, good for you. Like you're not me and yeah. that's you know what i mean it's yeah, like yeah i can respect people's work though believe me i you know i have a lot of uh, it's, it's a process it's it's a process people you know i think a lot of the issues i mean not the issue i'm not gonna say they're issues but i think um people's impatience people become more impatient as they've seen technology advance and mm-hmm. you know i mean i'm 40 uh and it's taken me a long time to get to this point of where i am in my career and i think a lot of people you know, they want the instant gratification. They want the instant fame. They want the instant money or, you know, the instant job. And it's like, that takes, you know, years of, of failing and succeeding, failing and failing and, and, and rising back up again and learning. And I think a lot of people just, you know, negate that because it's like, well, if I can do something big and that's it, then people will respect me. And then I could just make my way to the top. I was like, yeah, but you know what? The quicker the rise, the quicker the fall. Of course. You know, and I think that's a lot of people don't realize that. Oh, I agree. Uh, the, who's the guy that just did Glow? Who's the comedian who has the podcast? Mark what Maron. Obama and his what? Mark Maron. Mark Maron. So Mark Maron's been around since Christ, like yeah. since the Druids. Mark <laughs> Maron's been around, and it's like amazing to me because he starts as a comedian and he does his thing, and now, oh, now he gets a bullshit podcast where he's recording. All of a sudden, he has Obama in his in his uh, in his uh, garage. And it, that gets big. And now he's a big deal. And now he's on Netflix, on television, on shows. And it's like, he didn't just show up and go like, oh, I'll do this. 
he was like, I'm going to have my passion and he gets, he gets rewarded for it eventually. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. cause you're doing, you refuse to go away. Right. And you, right. you, you love what you do so much. Like if you would have said like at 14, you're going to be sitting there with a big screen and ZDs behind you. And you got, you know, you're like that, you're like um, messaging people and, and videoing with people and having your own show. You'd be like, fuck, where do I sign? Right. I was like, like, how do I get Evan Roberts job? Right, exactly. you know, like, how do I how do I go go from being the little redheaded kid in Howard Stern's uh, private parts movie to getting a you know a radio show at 18 years old? That's me being bitter. Um, anyway, <laughs> amen. amen. But you know, you've voiced all these cool things. What is yes, the, like what is the coolest thing you've ever voiced? Like what is like or, or it doesn't have to be one thing. It could be a couple things. You've done a fuck ton, my friend. I'll give you two things. Okay. So uh, and it's hilarious. I actually have this right next to me. Not planned. This is uh, Never. this is a uh, so like SAG after you get pay statements or whatever for things you've been in. A lot of people call that mailbox money. I just go to the mailbox and that's where the money is. I don't know what happened. Just there. So uh, long story short, here's a check for a buck seventy nine, right? I love it. And the next check is for forty one seventy nine. Clearly rolling in it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but the coolest thing is, is I was uh, a voiceover of a movie called Captive State. It's with John Goodman. It's where aliens come and take over the world, essentially, and everybody's in their own little sect. And it takes place in Chicago, as the Puerto Ricans like to say. <laughs> Yo soy Borico. And um, this whole thing goes on where I'm the voice of the GPS. So I say every single uh, street in Chicago, I do all this crazy shit. I worked for like four hours, let's say, four different things where I'd be in a room and like they'd be like, now say, uh, turn right on Treasure Street turn right on Cheshire street. And I'd have to do like that exact read every single time. Right. Turn left on Cheshire street, like whatever. I bust my ass for this. They cut me out of the movie. Oh, but the crazy part about it is much like, um, Damon Wayne's uh, being the Robin of 1989's Batman. He still gets a check because yeah. they cut him out of the movie, but he's still on like that roster of weirdness. Where like they're like, hey, sorry you didn't make the movie. Here's like forty five dollars every three months. Okay, God bless. Sure, sure. Listen, so it adds cool. up. It adds up. But the crazy part about it is when I got the check the first time, I was like, holy shit, I made the movie. So I bought the movie on DVD. That's the ploy. And <laughs> P.S. Homeboy, not in the movie, even in the extended Yo, they version. Could, they couldn't even give you a free DVD copy of the fucking movie. I'm a half a homeless person on the side of the street. Oh, my banging, God. You know what I mean? I'm hanging it from my uh, rearview mirror. Oh, my God. Um, second coolest thing, uh, I was in uh, two McDonald's commercials. So that was pretty dope. Um, but, like, you know, it's a 30-second McDonald's commercial, and I'm, like, a game show host. And I have to say, like, McDonald's, and I have to, like, come out with some crazy – and they had me read, like, 800 times. I mean, it was really awesome. And um, Was that local? Was that local or national? national okay which was dope um the cool local thing was um when the mets made the world series and played kc and uh lucas duda uh threw the ball away from first base into like i don't know jupiter not bitter um <laughs> that year i did the uh new york lottery commercials and they just kept on progressing. So it started in March and I just kept on moolah, 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 moolah until they finally made the World Series. It was still playing, but, you know, that's the end of that one. But those are the coolest things I've done. That's fucking um, cool. That's still And obviously cool. voicing stuff for Howard Stern. Yeah, stuff. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like I did, uh, I saw Sal Governale today. You oh, know, nice. Sal yeah, Sal. 
So I walk out of work and Michael Rappaport is talking with Sal Governelli and I'm walking across the street and I'm like, oh, Michael Rappaport, I won't bother him. And then I look and I'm like, but he's talking to fucking Sal Governelli. I'm like, I run over. I'm like, Sal, I take off my mask. Hey, Chris. And we started talking about massage tips. So Sal goes to the massage parlor all the time. Right. And I come out and they write this copy for me and I just walk in. They're like, hey, Chris, read this. And I go, and now massage parlor tips from Sal Governelli. <laughs> and then Sal comes on and goes, you know, when you go to the massage parlor and they give you, you you're finished, you're finished, right? They give you a towel, a warm towel, or they give you a little piece of, uh, you know, towel, regular towel. <laughs> now, you don't take the warm towel because that's reused. There's other people's semen on that towel. You take the paper towel. You clean yourself up. <laughs> that was a massage parlor tip. <laughs> that's my claim to fame, by the way. I love and you it. can hear this on the Howard Stern channels, Howard 100, Howard 101, God bless, in perpetuity. I signed away my life. Yeah, but, uh, we all do that. I did that with BuzzFeed, so it's fine. I understand There you that. go. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, but that those are the coolest things. Um, And then the not coolest thing, I mean. Or the weirdest. The weirdest. The weirdest. The weirdest. Other than Sal's jizz mopping. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I've gone on like weird auditions that I've made it to like the last thing. So like Bill Maher, the uh, the HBO show. Yeah, um, yeah. Real time. I was going to be the announcer of that show. Wow. And like I made it to like the final round. And they're like, all right, now they'll say this. And I'm like, tonight, Bill Maher's guest or this guy who's a crazy motherfucker, the second crazy motherfucker and the Republican all tonight. On Bill Maher, you know, and I was like, this is fucking great. I'm going to get this. They're like, oh, you're the grace, you're the grace. I didn't make it. So that was like the weirdest thing that I yeah. didn't get. Um, would that be trying a out for Scientology? And, would, and what? Try out for Scientology? They give you these uh, auditions. Oh, okay. Like, I think you went you to become want. a Scientologist. I was like, wait, we got to no, talk for a second. No, 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 no. But it's like, they they like, you know, they're like, oh, would you read for Scientology? I'm like, I'll read for Hitler if he pays me money, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <Woo. laughs> you got a little money for me? Yeah, exactly. Zig who? <laughs> Picasso? Ohio? What? <laughs> the Sirius XM update anchor joke if you don't get that. Oh, that was good. <laughs> Thank you, sir. That was good. So what's, what would be your what would be your like dream job like in the voiceover world? Would it be like would it be pinging at MSG, you know, like for the Rangers or for the Mets? You know, would it so be like, like something, you know, something where, you know, you're talking about for like a TV show like Bill Maher? Yeah, I mean, I don't really know. I mean, let's manifest I this kinda, shit. Yeah, no, I, I, I like I love the art of it. And it's like, I, you know, on the side, I play baseball every weekend or whatever. And my league has an all-star game where we rent out like a double a baseball field here. And of course yours truly is the announcer of the games. And I'll be like, now batting number seven. No, what is it? What do I'll do? I'll go like uh, now batting number one in your hearts, but number seven in your program, it's Zach Dressler, you know, or, <laughs> or I'll do like a, a low key one or what, you know what I mean? And yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I love doing that shit, but it's like, again, the dream job. I mean, I kind of like realized at this point in my career that I really like the creative director side. Okay. And, you know, being the fact that I do have the, 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 the do of the side, you know, I can take it from conception to completion kind of a thing. Um, but like, I'd want to be like a creative director somewhere at this point, because that's what's kind of really working for me at this moment. Gotcha. However, 
voiceover wise. Fuck man. Doing doing crazy shit. Like I'd want to do a cartoon so fucking bad, man. Yeah. Like and, animated and, series. Yeah. Like I'd I'd love to like create something where you know, like I look at like Rick and Morty. I look oh. at like these guys that are just like, well, I don't know, Rick. And it's just like they fucking they make it happen. And it's the most batshit crazy shit ever. And my friends are like, this is fucking genius. Yeah. That something like that. I yeah. guess that that's that's what I'd really want to do. But yeah. yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm, I'm like hanging on, you know, hoping for my girlfriend so I can ride her coattails with that shit. You know, like she's she's been voiceover, doing a voiceover work for a long time. Commercials, you know, but she really wants she's been doing animation. She just got uh, she's going to be on an animated series, you know, one episode, but animated series this fall on Netflix, you know, and so she's trying to get more and more work. And I'm like, I just want you to break through. So this way I can ride those coattails and then I can get like a, a one-off gig like you're doing. You right, know what I mean? Right, exactly. that's, that's what I want to do. I've been trying to do that for years. I was hoping that my Adam Shine and voiceover impersonation would that take would me to the through. moon. But <laughs> because Shine hated me so much, I think, it, you know, he, he quelled that shit real fast. The crazy part about it is it's like, you know, what does Adam Shine sound like on a good day? What does Adam Shine sound like with cancer? What does Adam Shine sound like with <laughs> the you know exact I mean? same baby? All producing it all the time. CBS Radio, exactly. Sirius XM, Middle Radio. We'll be right back. Like that's exactly. he. He sounds like that all the time, and and he'd be like, "You don't sound anything like me." I'm like, "Dude, then how come everyone else comes to ask me to do a fucking impersonation on you on the show?" course you know i mean i may not sound exactly like you but and take it as a take it as a he didn't take it as flattery he took it as an insult i'm like dude i'm flattering you like chill out chill out that's the most sincerest form to be cliche but it's like it is it is if you do that if you impersonate somebody like i love impersonating people because it's like endearing to me however i go like full retard with the impersonation so it's like i can only say it to a certain amount of people (laughs) um but uh yeah man i don't know i just I love being creative and I love the, the rush you get when like something that's yours, that's like in your fucking heart comes out and you're like, yeah, yeah. Like this is it. I want to own this. I want to own Like we started doing trailers. We have our hundred year anniversary coming up this year. And I did a trailer two and a half years ago of the first hundred years of WABC, including the buy uh, that we just got bought. And it was, we had a video producer, very talented and she ended up moving on somewhere else so we got another video producer and he was even more talented and it was like seeing my vision and two different people's uh presentation like kind of made me crazy in a good way i was like oh fuck like that's what it looks like like i have it in my head but i can only give you what I, you know what I'm saying? Cause like even producing for Howard and producing for this place, the same thing. It's just, I can produce movie trailers tomorrow and just pick up right where I left off. You know what I mean? And right. it's just, that's the most fascinating thing to me because you know, something will hit you and you'll be like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. Well, switching off from the radio and the career stuff, yes, want to, you know, end up with a couple of fun questions. You know, I know you're Italian, you know, yes, what's, your, uh, what's, what's your, what's your, what's your, I mean, listen, it's, it's hard for me to get good Italian food out here. So make me jealous. What's your favorite Italian dish? If you have one, if you have two or three, name them all. I'm curious. I would say, uh, well, cause I make it bolognese. Bolognese? It's my favorite dish. What yeah. kind of pasta in the bolognese? What are we talking about? Like rigatoni? We're talking about penne? Anybody it, has, like, I like bugatini. Okay. Bugatini pasta. Okay. Um, but I mean, I'll, any real pasta will do for me. As long as, long as it's squiggly, I'm in. All right. All right. 
So bolognese. Is there any other any other type of Italian dish that you like? I mean, I don't want to be boring, but chicken parm. I don't think it can be boring. I think people. I think people. People. If you don't do it well, then it can be boring. I miss I miss the New York Italian food, man. I mean, it just. I. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the Mexican food and everything that's out here, but there's very few places out here that do really good Italian food. Very few places that do really good pizza. You know. I I like to look at it. It it doesn't matter where you are. Like I I looked at Gordon Ramsay, how to make chicken parm, and he's like the coolest motherfucker ever. I love that dude. He'll be like, you have to slam the fuck out of the fucking chicken. And, and and then he puts the thing on it and he doesn't say that, but he kind of does say that. And it's like you watch him how to how to you watch him how to make a chicken parm and you're like, fuck yeah. And it's like you can kind of make that. You don't need the bullshit of like a Dusals or an Atelios no, or whatever. No. Fuck. Fuck you. I'm gonna make my own shit. No, I love know? I love the interpretation of a chicken parm. When I was living in Australia. Their interpretation was was interesting because it was great. It was this big, you know, cutlet that they smashed out. But we didn't realize is that underneath the sauce and the cheese, in between the breading, they added a piece of ham. What? Yeah, like a, you know, and then they would put it in the broiler and it would heat up and everything, and that added a different element. And I I didn't want to admit that I liked it because I was like, I feel like I'm betraying my Italian roots and friends back in New York. Right. I was right. like, because you know, they would be like, I'd be like, Can you pass the parmesan. They're like, it's parmesan. I go, it's parmesan. They're right. like, look, it spells S E A N at the end. Sean, just say Parmesan. They're like, no, it's Parmesan. I'm like, you guys are fucking up. Every-. I'm like, listen, I understand you want to make it your own, whatever you want to call. It. You all have different things, but this is the way it's. It, it's not going to taste better unless you call, say it a certain way. It hurts my ears when you it, say it. It really right. hurts my ears. <laughs> oh man. So I got to ask you the sports question because I, I, for years we. I, I mean, I know you're a Mets fan, and I don't have any yeah. hatred. I'm a Yankees fan. I have any. I know you know you fucking fuck the Yankees and all that shit. I get it. I understand. Uh, as a Brooklyn Nets fan, I understand because Knicks fans hate the Nets, and that's a that's a oh, that's just the unwritten rule. I know. That's how it is. But my question to you is, I mean, you know, from New York, from the tri-state mm-hmm. area, I'll say, how does how do you become a Mets, but then an Eagles fan? Oh yeah. How so, how. It, it, it's, I'll tell you. It's, it's, listen, I gotta tell you, it hasn't angered me. It's perplexed me since I've known you. Because I, I remember the when the Giants were, like, you know, when we were working together and the Giants yeah. did win that Super Bowl. But that was a rough, those are still rough years playing the Eagles, man. There oh, was yeah. the fucking Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Jackson return. I was there. Yeah, yes. I was there too. It was brutal to watch. It was awful. I almost got my ass kicked. Awful to But how do you go from from like being like you know part of the like loving the Mets to literally one of the like worst fan based organizations in all of football? Next to that, me, me, I think it's like Raiders, Eagles, one, two. Oh yeah, it's whoever throws the batteries the hardest. You know, (laughs) but the craziest, the craziest part about it is, is I used to sleep over this dude Mike's house growing up, um, Mike, and his family was from South Jersey. So living in Monmouth County, New Jersey, which is where I grew up, you get um, Channel 6, which is, um, I forget the name, whatever. It's it's their, it's the Philly station. Okay. And that's where the games, um, the Eagles would play Sunday morning. So like Sunday at like 1.30, they would have a fucking party at their house. And I'd leave at like 3 or 4, and I'd sleep over Saturday and stay Sunday. And I came over my, back to my house one day. I was like, Mom why don't we throw parties with wings and sausage and peppers and meatballs and chicken parmesan and fucking, uh, you know what I'm saying? All this crazy shit. Why don't we do this? She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, what do you mean? 
they're having parties. And it was like that party atmosphere. Right. And Randall Cunningham was on the TV and Jerome Brown and all this crazy shit, Herschel Walker. And I was like, I fell in love with these guys. And it just stuck. Okay. I started out a giant fan. Swear to God, I was a Giants fan. I, I had I, I met Dave Meggett, like all this crazy shit. And uh, one day I was just like, I really like Randall Cunningham. And that was it. Interesting. I mean, I get it because, you know, again, like North Jersey has this weird north-south divide. And once you hit yes, that, sir. like that midway point, you know, you could easily fall in love with everything that's Philadelphia. The Phillies, yep. the Eagles, the Flyers, the Sixers, all that. You know, but it's it always perplexed me because I was like, I consider you. I mean, I didn't. I, f- I forgot that you grew up, you know, in Monmouth, but I consider you, you know, part of like the tri-state. So it's like New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, that immediate area. So oh, yeah, because yeah. you're a Mets fan, I just would assume it'd be Giants, Jets, you know, one of those two. Yeah, it, it's it's really amazing because that really that middle part right after Tom's River, and this is a little inside for Jersey people, but like right after Seaside. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know the fist pumping Seaside yeah. where uh, they had Jersey Shore. Um, sandwiches become. Hoagies. Sunday becomes Sunday. Yep. The Eagles become Eggles. the Eagles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And bagels and like, become bagels. Bagels. Exactly right. And it's so crazy because like you'll hit like a certain exit on the on the parkway or the the the, the parkway, the turnpike, whatever. It is. Well, it's a good, it's a parkway. You hit it. It depends. Parkway. It depends on where you live. If you're living more central, then you hit the exactly. parkway. If you hit the more east side, it's turnpike, whatever. Yes, sir. But it's like you'll hit a certain little point and you'll be like <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, like well, I went too far. I gotta go back. Yeah, that's a lot of Jersey. That's a lot of Jersey. I feel like there's like Jersey's a small state, but it's pa- it's concentrated, packed full of people. Like North, certain parts of Central, and certain parts of South, and then there's like the rest of Western Jersey, which is like the Sticks and the Boons. Yes, sir. you know it's my, like, just it's an extension of Pennsylvania. Yes, so. and it's funny they break up Jersey. Like there's the Jewish part. Yeah, there's the non-Jewish part. Yeah, there's the other Jewish there's part. Portuguese <laughs> part, right, right, but right, Newark, exactly. all that. The Portuguese area. in between here, yeah. and another Jewish part over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, it's, it's all love. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And it's crazy, you know. Ever since moving, moving, moving out west, dude. It's, I'll, I'll be here, I think, eight years now, which is crazy to me. That's so crazy. It's, I, I'll always be a New Yorker, but it's you know because I never feel like. Los Angeles, my true home, but ever since moving out here, like I've cared less about these like inner city rivals of like Mets, Yankees, Jets, Giants. Like you just, it just goes away, you know. And I feel like I've got to enjoy the sports more because I don't have this like super super fan. I'm a fan, don't get me wrong, I have fandom, but super super fan attached to it. And I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot this guy was a huge. Uh, I forgot that every fucking April, you know, Mike Corbett and Jared Moore and all these guys go nuts when fucking the Yankees are choking, and it's only oh, the yeah. 15 games in April. Right. You know, like, <laughs> like, like the, relax, the, guys. The Bronx is burning. 15 games in <laughs> yeah, April. It's like relax, guys. Wait until Luke Void comes back. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Wacka dudes. Both yeah. the teams are shit right now. needs to catch more. Like I know, it's it's wild. Chill. It's, it's April. Wild. What are you it's watching baseball. now, by the way? But besides besides sports, what are you watching? What TV shows are you into right now? Fuck, man. I I, I started watching like Winter Soldier, the, the new one with... Uh, What'd you think? Uh, fucking blew me away, the first two. But I can't get by. Like, I'll watch and I'll take an edible and I'll fall asleep. Ah, oh, dude. I become that It's guy. only six episodes. It's great. It looks dope, but like, I want to I want to finish it. I want to see the new Loki. I want to see the new... Uh, that comes out I June. I want to see the new Ben... The Ben Kenobi, that's going to be dope. Yeah. Um, 
I think what Disney yeah. Plus is doing is fantastic because it's basically they're doing like interstitials for their movies with like WandaVision and Captain Winter Soldier and Loki so and all smart. these other shows that are coming so out. Smart. I mean, I started watching uh, Bad Batch on Disney Plus. Yes, that's what I was just and gonna I, say. Yes. It's so good. It's so good. Have you it, watched have you watched uh um uh, uh the Mighty Ducks Game Changers yet? See, here's my problem with that. No, I have not. Do you like it? Is it good? I like it. It's it's it very bothers me when they revisit shit. It's it bothers me. No, I get it. I get it. But it, it's it's not. I mean, listen, you're not going to get like it's not action packed. It's right. family, good, wholesome fun. It's right. almost like a TGIF, like family house type of show. It's like Emilio Estevez is going in in the fucking corner, banging a fucking ED pill and going after a girl. When back in the day. He could fucking just bang yeah, a girl. And yeah, now but he's fucking taking an ED pill. What's these, going on? But these storylines are great, and like these characters, the kids that they got. I mean, one of the kids is like a podcaster, and so like he, you know, they recruit him to be part of this, this new team that they're starting. He goes, "Guys, I'm just a podcaster stuck in a podcaster's body. I'm not going to be a hockey player. Who am I kidding?" <laughs> like, and it, it, anyway, it's 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 if you have time, watch it. If not, did I totally they, understand. Did they say Goldberg got strung out on meth? No, no, but the, you know, it's, it's all the same type of characters. Okay. You know, it's the try-hard. Is, is Joshua Jackson in it? No. Uh, Fulton Reed Look comes Fulton Reed comes back. Okay. Guy Germain, the girl that Guy Germain, they end up being married. Guy Germain, the guy. Kenny Liu, I think that's his name. Um, Banks. Banksy's in it. That's amazing. And, uh, well, that's, that's Joshua Abram. Jackson, no? No. That's Banks? not Joshua Jackson. No, no. no. Was it, wasn't he Banks? No, he was uh, Charlie. Fuck. You're right. I'm he sorry. was Charlie. Uh, Charlie's not in it, but uh, the guy that goes, the Jägermeister, da, 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 like he's in it for a second. They're in there for like an ep- two episodes. Um, if you have time, watch it. It ain't no thing. I mean, I've been, I just feel like I've been binging everything. I've been loving it. The Mandalorian, it by the way, was the greatest oh. fucking thing I've ever seen ever. Yeah. Um, if I saw Dave Filoni at a rest stop. I, you you know, Filoni him? I would Filoni the shit out of him. <laughs> The fact, and also he put himself into like three separate scenes, like where he was a Tie Fighter. Yeah. He was a, he was one of the guys in the Tie Fighter. I do the same. Amazing. I would do the same. Amazing. Him and Favreau have done such amazing fucking things yeah. that it's like they've they've unfucked those three movies that they produced. Yeah, like those three movies that came out. No, it made it made it made, it made the Star Wars verse more interesting that, that that what they're it gave me hope that what they're going to create is better than these three movies that they've put it come out with. The Chronicles of Boba Fett. Yeah, like now I oh, I, yes. liked, I liked I liked Rogue One out of the, the movies that they came out. Rogue One was I one of the best great. Star Wars movies. Four hundred percent. Yeah, agree. And with I you. didn't hate. People are gonna crush me on this one probably. I didn't hate the Solo movie. I no, didn't hate, I didn't hate it. it, but it's really hard to do better than uh, Harrison. Ford. No, of course, of course, really hard. I, but I appreciate the backstory of what they were trying to do because I sure. feel like I feel like that's something that we all wanted. We all want those backstories of these. We had it with Luke. We know with Luke. We didn't really have it with Chewie and 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 Han. You know, I I I like these. You know, these these backstories that they're creating for all these people, and even just the one offs. You know, I mean, the fact that they're doing stuff with like the Mandalorian and Boba Fett. It's gonna be it's gonna be brilliant. And Obi Wan's gonna be great. Out. I agree. And they need to figure out like they had Darth Maul come back. Yeah. And like if you watched um, a bunch of Star Wars stuff, if you watched like uh, Clone Wars and you watched after Clone Wars, Darth Maul had a huge fucking role in that. Yeah. And it was like amazing to watch like Darth Maul, his brother, yeah. like Darth Maul gets cut. And all of a sudden he's like a fucking spider and shit. And you're like, oh, shit, Darth Maul's back. Like it's like that shit to me is amazing. And if they run with that 
all day long. Yeah. Like it's just amazing, exactly. you know, and it's just, um, I think they need to pull their heads out of their collective asses and just Jay and Silent Bob like this. Song. I love that. I love it. Dude, this has been great, man. I really appreciate you having me on. I appreciate you joining me for like, you know, 45 plus minutes here and just chatting. It's been good. It's my us. pleasure. The pleasure's all on this side of the Zoom. Okay? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be home for a month this summer. I would love to uh, just like catch up, grab a drink, or fuck gra- yeah, grab a smoke, whatever you want to do. I'm into uh, it. Smoking a pancake, a bong, and a blend, a crepe, and a waffle. Let's let's do I'm it, in. brother. I miss you, man. I'm in. Thanks for joining me, brother. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you, my friend. You take care of yourself. You have a great evening, bro. You too, man. And I'll talk to you soon, man. All right? You got it, man. Best right. of luck. Continue success. See you later, brother.